thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill, and This Week in Wellness, high fructose corn syrup combined with trans fats has been shown to induce non-alcoholic steatohepatitis, an advanced inflammatory fatty liver disease in rodents. The incidence of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, NAFLD, is rising rapidly, and much of the blame has been laid on fat. However, the impact of high fructose corn syrup and also the type of fats being consumed may have been overlooked in this picture, according to a new study published in the European Journal of Nutrition. The peer-reviewed study examined more closely the effects of trans fatty acids from vegetable oils versus more natural saturated fats such as butter, coconut oil and palm oil. The study aimed to show that it's the combination of fats and high fructose corn syrup that is doing the most damage to the liver and that in particular the type of fat being consumed is very important especially in the progression from non-alcoholic fatty liver disease to non-alcoholic steatohepatitis. The study concluded that fructose in combination with trans fatty acids caused non-alcoholic steatohepatitis with fibrosis by inducing oxidative stress and inflammation, whereas fructose in combination with saturated fatty acids caused simple steatosis, a fatty liver, suggesting that the type of fatty acid is more important for the progression of non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. In other words, heat processed trans fats are much worse for your liver than saturated fats and high fructose corn syrup is always bad. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that it makes total sense given the fact that polyunsaturated oils are more prone to oxidation and free radical damage than saturated fats, exacerbating any damage caused by the non-alcoholic fatty liver. Trans fats and high fructose corn syrup are everywhere. So you really need to think about avoiding processed foods as much as possible. Of course, read your labels, but look out for tricks. If you see partially hydrogenated oils in the ingredients, you probably want to put it back on the shelf. And remember that there's a difference between fat in your diet and fat in your blood and fat in your liver. There isn't a direct correlation. People often think that if I eat fat, then I'm going to get fat and I'm going to have fat in my blood and I'm going to have fat in my liver. It isn't necessarily the case. As we can see from this study, fructose, which is a sugar, has the highest contribution to fat in your liver. And similarly, sugar in general in your diet can have a strong correlation to fat in your blood and in fact fat in your liver. So there isn't a direct correlation between eating fat and having fat in your blood or in your liver. It's also important to remember that non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and even non-alcoholic steatohepatitis can be reversible. So you need to start thinking about what you're doing in terms of your diet and your lifestyle. Obviously, you want to moderate your alcohol consumption to look after your liver, but you also want to think about reducing your weight, managing your sugar consumption, obviously in particular fructose, and also managing your insulin levels, exercise, eating lots of healthy whole foods, all of these things are really important. So, you know, we can get so focused on what to eat for what condition, but time and again, the best approach seems to be just eating plenty of healthy, natural whole foods, including healthy fats, and moving well, almost regardless of the presence or absence of any particular health complaint. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter, The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. 
Possible Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.